Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, so on today's episode, I was supposed to be doing the next podcast on communion. Uh, I think that's what I said in the last one. Um, and I still do plan on doing one on communion. But uh, since yesterday was Pentecost Sunday, I wanted to kind of record one on, you know, the the power of the Holy Spirit and really what happened on the day of Pentecost. And, you know, really, this is something that's like so, so precious to me. I actually got baptized in the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday about, I don't know, five or six years ago. And it I have never been the same since. Because let me tell you, when you are immersed into the Spirit of God, when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost and power, you will never be the same. It's basically the greatest thing in the entire world. And you know, really, this is why Jesus died. Jesus died to wash us so clean so that then he could make us permanent carriers of his anointing and his power and his spirit. So, you know, really when, when you're saved, you know, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you, but when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, like they were on the day of Pentecost, the spirit of God comes on you. That's crazy. The actual spirit of almighty God comes on you to empower you with the same power, the same ability as God comes on you as a person, comes on your life. So that, I mean, this is the the power that you need to, to live the Christian life. I mean, I'm telling you, so many Christians, uh, their main problem is that they need to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Or maybe you were at one time, but you need a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost because there's so many people, they're trying and trying and trying to do Christianity and they have no power. And really this, this power, the power of the Holy Ghost, this is what you need in order to do what God has called you to do in order to pursue the vision that God's given you in order to walk in God's plan for your life. And so I want to read, start by reading the scripture in Acts 1, 8, which many of us, many of us have heard this scripture. Acts 1, 8, Jesus says, this is, I'm going to start at verse seven. This is, this is good too. Verse seven, it is not for you. Jesus is telling the disciples, it is not for you to know times or seasons, which the father has put in his own authority. Okay. So let me just pause right there. So many people are just so caught up in, well, I'm just in a waiting season. I'm just, I'm in this season or that season. And, you know, that's important to, to discern which season you're in. And I'm not downplaying that. But Jesus is telling the disciples here, stop trying to figure out the times and the seasons. He says, this is for the father. The, the father has appointed these times in his own choice. And so these things are in the father's authority. He says, what, and then he gives them what to focus on. He says, but you shall receive power, power, ability, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So basically what Jesus is telling them, stop trying to figure out this time, this season, this, that, and, the, and whatever. The, the main focus here is that you're about to receive power. You're about to receive power for what? For what purpose? He says that you will be my witnesses, that you will be my witnesses. And so I want to talk about the twofold meaning that I feel like 
Jesus was saying when he said, you will be my witnesses. Because many people, you know, interpret it more so as power to witness. And that is definitely a part of it. You know, that that the Holy Spirit gets a hold of your tongue and you are then able to witness about Jesus by by speaking, by sharing the gospel. And that's, that's definitely a major part of it. But, you know, two other angles that I kind of feel like the Lord really showed me about the baptism in the Holy Spirit is... You know, the first one, okay, so what is a witness? A witness is someone who has seen and heard something firsthand. Firsthand seeing and hearing. So if you are a witness of Jesus, that means that you've seen him and heard him for yourself. That doesn't mean that you've heard about him. It doesn't mean that you've read something about him. It means that you yourself have seen him and heard him with the, the eyes and the ears of your spirit. That you are a firsthand witness to the fact that Jesus Christ is alive. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he's the one that takes you to the place, to the secret place where you're going to have a firsthand encounter with the living Christ. And so this is exactly what Jesus was explaining to them in John chapter 14. And so I think I talked about this uh, in my podcast on the new and living way. I think I did. It's been a long time. Can't really remember. But I, I talked about, I think, in John 14. And, you know, Jesus talks about the way. And he's everything that Jesus is talking about in John 14, 15, 16, he's telling them what's about to happen on the day of Pentecost. So you have to understand this all in light of Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2. Jesus was trying to explain to them what was to come. But he even told them, you can't even fully understand what I'm saying now. Why? Because they didn't yet have, they didn't yet have the Holy Spirit. So, so he was trying to explain this to them. And he said in, in you know, John 14, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to come in verse three, I'm going to come back again and take you to myself. So let me break this down. He says, I will come back again. What he was saying is he was telling the disciples, Jesus was saying, I'm going to come back to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to take you to myself, to the place that I've prepared for you. And where is that? That's in the Holy of Holies. That's in the secret place. That's in the presence of Almighty God. The place where your life is going to be changed and transformed and you're going to encounter Jesus for yourself. So Jesus was telling them, I'm going to come back to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes to you, he's going to take you to where I am. He's going to take you to the secret place, into the Holy of Holies and into my presence. And he says in verse 19, John 14, 19, he tells them, just a little while now, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me, but you will see me. How? How, what is and what is he saying? He's saying, because I'm going to come back to you in the person of the Holy Spirit, you are going to be able to see me. The world cannot see me, but you will see me. How? By the Holy Spirit's coming. The Holy Spirit's going to come and, and show you the way, show you the way into the presence of God, show you the way into the Holy of Holies. And that is the place where you become a firsthand eye and ear witness of who Christ is, the fact that he's alive, the fact that he is the Messiah, the fact that he is the one true living God. So so understand that that's what Jesus was telling them, that you will receive power, 
power, God's ability to be a, a eye and ear witness of Jesus Christ. So understand that, you know, for these disciples on the day of Pentecost, they knew Jesus according to the flesh because they had walked with him in his earthly ministry. So they had seen him, they had heard him, right? With their natural ears, their natural eyes. But understand that, you know, all those that would come after them, because Jesus said the promise of the Holy Spirit is to you, to your children, and to them that are afar off. So so understand that we did not walk with Jesus in his earthly ministry. We don't have sense knowledge of Jesus. We have spiritual revelation knowledge of Jesus that comes by seeing him with the eyes of our spirit and hearing his voice with the ears of our spirit. And so it's very, it's very real. It's a spiritual knowledge. It's not, it's no longer a sense knowledge. And that's that's what Jesus was trying to get the disciples to understand that you're going to know me in a whole nother way. You're going to begin to know me in a whole nother way. And even if you think about the apostle Paul, who wrote two thirds of the new Testament, he had no sense knowledge of Jesus. He didn't walk with Jesus in his earthly ministry. The only, the only witness, the only way that he was a witness of the living resurrected Jesus Christ was by the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the dunamis power of God that, that, that brought him to have that encounter with Jesus on the Damascus road, that brought him to have all that revelation of Christ, that, that brought him to be caught up into the third heaven, that brought him into the presence of God. It's the Holy Spirit is the one that, that made Paul be able to see and hear Christ for himself to the, to the point where it was more real to him than, than he, that he could even say, none of these things things move me. Even if it costs me laying down my life, I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to stop and I'm never going to doubt. So, so really, obviously Paul had seen and heard Christ for himself in a real way. And so that's the first way the Holy Spirit causes you to be a witness. The Holy Spirit is the one that empowers you to actually become a, become a witness that you've seen and heard Jesus for yourself. It's not just a, we're, you know, Christianity, it's not just a religion. This is not just a theological doctrine that Jesus Christ is alive. And, you know, maybe, and there's so many Christians, they know in their head, they believe in their head that Jesus Christ is alive, but it's a whole nother ball game when you receive power from the Holy Ghost to actually become a, a, a witness that you've seen and heard the living Christ for yourself. It's not just a doctrine that you believe that Jesus Christ is alive. No, it's real to you. You've met him for yourself. You've seen him for yourself. You've heard him for yourself. And that only comes by the baptism and the the infilling of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that shows you the way, the way to go and meet with Jesus, the way into the presence of God. And so that that's the first one. The Holy Spirit empowers you to see and hear Jesus firsthand. And so the second thing that I feel like the Lord really showed me about that scripture, Acts 1-8, that you will be my witnesses Understand that it doesn't just say power to witness, but you yourself 
It implies that you become something else that you weren't before. There is a total change of your entire personality, your entire being that takes place. You yourself become living proof that Jesus Christ is alive. You yourself, your personality, your life, everything about you becomes living proof of Christ's resurrection. So, you know, that means that, you know, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, there should be a notable difference, uh, you know, you before the Holy Spirit and you after the Holy Spirit. And obviously, you know, we see that very clearly with Peter. Peter denied Jesus to three little girls at a campfire. And then after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he stood up and preached and 3000 were saved on the day of Pentecost. And, you know, it's, you know, that's my testimony, dude. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, everything about me was completely different. I was a new person. If you knew me before the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you knew me after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, two totally different people. Like I'm talking about totally like new DNA, new personality, like it's. It's not even, you become a totally new person. And so I want to read this scripture. And this is what Paul experienced. And Paul talks about this in Ephesians. Ephesians 3, 7. He says, I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God that was given to me by the effective working of his power his power. And so that word power is the same word in Acts 1.8. So what Paul is saying in this scripture is that there is a gift of God's grace that was given to him. How? By the effective working of God's power, the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost. So, you know, and I've talked about grace uh, so much on my podcast. I've talked about, you know, I did that Grace Upon Grace podcast. And I've talked about how really grace is the thing that changes your life. (laughs) Really, because Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Everything that Paul was as an apostle, as a servant of God, was because of God's grace. So, and, and, but this is so powerful. He's talking about here that when the gift of grace comes to you, it comes to you by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the effective working of his power. And so, you know, when you have an encounter with the Holy Ghost, you feel the power of God coming on you, coming in you. And what's happening is that there is a gift of grace that's being deposited into your spirit. And that grace is what's changing you. So, you know, that's why many people, after you get touched by God, when you get touched by the power of the Holy Ghost, you're not the same after that. And why is that? That's because when the Holy Ghost and power comes on you and in you, there's a deposit of of a gift of God's grace. And that grace is what causes you to become a different person. That's what Paul was talking about. I am what I am by the grace of God. The grace that was given to Paul by the effective working of God's dunamis power is what caused him to become literally a different person, a totally new creature. And so that, and this is just like a little tidbit here. If you are someone that you feel called into the ministry, um, you know, What's so powerful about this scripture, Ephesians 3, 7, he says, this is how he became a minister. So understand that the ministry gifts 
are was also something that was given on the day of Pentecost. So really, this is all this is part of it. When he says you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you know, really when you receive the power of God, um that that when you receiving the power of God is how really a person becomes a minister. You you can't you know, preaching is not just something that you do. Evangelism is not just something you do. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to start pastoring. You become a minister. It's like you become a preacher. You become an evangelist. You become an apostle by that grace. It, it becomes who you are. It becomes your DNA. It's not just something that you do. It's something that you are. And so that word, when he says, when he says, uh, I became a minister, that word became is the same word uh, that Paul uses when he says that we have become the righteousness of God in Christ. So when you're born again, the Bible says that we are recreated, that your spirit man is actually recreated as the righteousness of God. There is a recreation that takes place. And you literally, when you're born again, you become the righteousness of God in Christ. And so that's the same word that he uses right here for I became a minister. I became a minister. He basically is saying my spirit was recreated as a minister, as a dispenser of God's grace, God's power, God's the the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so understand that the, the ministry gifts ministry is not just something that you do. It's something that you become by the working of God's power. When God's grace is deposited on the inside of you. And, and when that grace is deposited in you, you literally, become a different person. You become a gift to your generation. That's why, you know, Paul said that, that as soon as Jesus resurrected, what did he do? He poured out the promise of the father on the day of Pentecost. And with that outpouring of the Holy spirit on the day of Pentecost, it says that he gave gifts to men. So, so within, within that outpouring of the Holy spirit on all believers within that, he was also pouring out the 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 ministry gifts the ministry gifts and so the gifts to your generation they are people he says I, and uh, Jesus said I give gifts to men I'm giving gifts to men and these gifts are the apostle the the um the prophet the evangelist the pastor and the teacher so these people these ministers they literally by this this working of God's power they become they become ministers of the gospel. They become living proof witnesses walking around that Jesus Christ is alive. They become billboard. And, and this is not just ministers, but every believer, you're empowered to become a, a billboard of the fact that Jesus Christ is alive. So, you know, and obviously I'm talking about ministers in this, in this verse in Ephesians 3, 7, but this is Really, every single believer is called to, when you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, you're going to be transformed into a whole different person. And everything about you is going to scream, I'm different and Jesus Christ is alive. And so people should notice. And so that's why I understand that the the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, Pentecost is about a lot more than just tongues. It's about power. It's about power, power to become a witness, power to have 
have firsthand revelation of Christ. Power that you yourself, everything about you changes. Your entire personality changes and you become living proof that Jesus Christ is alive in Jesus' mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.